What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. You're our own little affirmative action. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, yo. Welcome to the Quiet Tech Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back. This is take two because I screwed up the recording last time. So uh, this is going to be a much quicker intro. We we lollygagged, and that was partially my fault on the intro. So this is going to be a much quicker one if I stop talking right now. Uh, you want to say thanks to the Quackalites? We uh, decided to do something nice over the weekend and uh, donate to the Sean Weiss Rehab Fund, and the Quackalites got on board. We ended up raising a little over $300 in like a day and a half. So congratulations to everybody. And at the last update, it's uh, Sean was getting some dental work done. That was his biggest need. And he had been sober for over 170 days now, so I'm sure it's over 180 at, by this point. So... Yeah, good for everybody, because we all want to see Sean come back. Great comeback story. Speaking of comeback stories, Kevin's kin token. We got a little preview when I screwed up the mic, or screwed up the recording. But December 2016, Kevin donates, uh, or donates, <laughs> invests $300, 300-ish dollars in the cryptocurrency kin token. We watched it slowly fall, but it is now on the rise it was up uh, over at $3 something last time we checked after being at 1 and 2 for a long time. Kevin, what is the kin token at right now? Uh, we're coming in hot at $4.33. Impressive. Impressive. So by this logic, at this rate, should we expect like profitability in 2023? Something like that? Uh, Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Maybe tw- maybe twenty thirty. Twenty thirty. Okay. Uh, I definitely won't remember how to sell it by then. <laughs> by then, uh, three hundred dollars will be worth like three dollars in twenty twenty spending power. So, uh, but by, by then we're gonna be uh, bartering with dirt, a la Waterworld. That's true. I'm gonna stock up now. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what stock Kevin's kin token is uh, is worth now is uh, is dirt. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna get a bunch of drawings of horses and stuff, and uh, I'll sell those. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, though. Like, how much dirt could you buy with your kin token investment right now? I I don't not, feel not much. Yeah, I don't feel like it's a lot. So, if we go post-apocalyptic here, uh, you're gonna be in trouble, Kevin. I I'm sorry about that. I guess you have other funds that you could turn into <laughs> <Yes>. dirt. <laughs> I'm not I'm not uh, living on this. Uh... Kin token. Okay. Yeah. Windfall. That that makes I feel like that makes the quack lights feel better. All right. Let's move on to the topic at hand here. So uh when the coronavirus first really started picking up in the US, we had a quiet question from Sammy who talked about uh the junior goodwill games in the coronavirus and uh we talked about it then, but things have changed here. Um we we we're not what, four or five months in? To, approaching month five yeah or completing the fifth month yeah to living with this coronavirus and in this sort of pandemic 
and uh, I wanted, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about D3, and thinking about high school hockey, kids going back to school, and a lot of people email me and say they like our hypotheticals, uh, like the Hunger Games episode and stuff like that, so I was like, well, hypothetically, if we put Eden Hall, JV Ducks in 2020, as we approach the school year, how would they handle it? Um, so I would figure that Eden Hall would want to play a season. It seems like they're very hockey oriented. Uh, do we think that they continue with this, um, season in spite of all this, uh, coronavirus going on? So one thing to keep in mind is that Eden Hall likely competes, um, they're a prep school. And so, um, their governing body is probably not held to the same standards as like public schools. Right. Um, and so, and based on their tradition, as well as, you know, in a hockey hungry state, um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they did go forward with a season. Um, Mike, I don't know if you did any research about um, what Minnesota high schools can do these days. I did not. I can do some research while we're on the pod. Well, and I think another thing to consider too is like they kind of are in their own bubble uh, because they live on campus. That's true. I mean, you could just have like, they can still continue to go to class and everything. So that's a great point from Kevin. And so even if they weren't able to play like intra-school games, they could scrimmage each other and they could still practice plenty. And I would, I would imagine a lot of their competition are probably similar situations where students are living on campus. Um, so maybe it'd be safer than, than most. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, the, a pretty good comparison to like what it's probably like for like Eden Hall hockey is like, you know, like Texas football, which uh, you two are both more intimately familiar with than me. But uh, like they're still playing a season, and and hockey at this at this level is kind of in that same boat, I would imagine, and in terms of uh, people really pushing and wanting it to be played. So I can imagine it would go forward for sure. Yeah, I think the the private school angle is really key here. Uh, in the in the brief research I just did, it see it sounds like the governor of Minnesota has. Um, basically left it up to the schools and the, the athletic directors and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it would be up to either the private school association or um, Eden Hall itself to make this decision. So, I yeah, I think they go ahead. Um, does this affect the Ducks scholarships, or do you think that's already set in stone before they um, before this all starts and that they are able to come per the, the usual terms that they came back in 96? Are you saying, do you think any of them pull out because of this? Or I'm saying, does Eden Hall still have all the scholarships? Do they still offer that? Like, is all the, the scholarships, the scholarship money all set uh, before this really starts? Like, do we need to worry about kids not, like, being on scholarship and then Russ Tyler can't afford to come to Minnesota? For the sake of this scenario, we kind of have to assume they're still allowed there. Otherwise, it's going to be a short episode. (laughs) Uh, And also, like, it's not quite the same as, like, college athletics where they're, like, dependent upon the revenue. Like, I'd imagine these 
scholarships or from some sort of like endowment or, yeah. or you know donations or whatever. So I, I think that it can be assumed that the, the scholarships did still go through just because it's not dependent upon them playing a season for them to exist. That's a great point. Yeah. And to Tommy's point, I guess we have to assume it too. Um, but Kevin, you brought up something that I wanted to ask. Do we have anybody opt out? Does Ken Wu opt out? Does Russ Tyler? Like they, these people are going a long way to Eden Hall. Uh, do do any of the Ducks opt out? I think um, Russ Tyler definitely does not. His his parents would would kill him. I think. Yeah. Um, if he even thought about it, because I know that he's going to get a great education there. I, I think the 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 biggest at risk player that that would possibly opt out is Charlie because of his mom. Oh, she's because worried. She worries, yeah. Mm. Definitely a worrier. Um, I Dwayne see doesn't because he's Texan. He doesn't care. Yeah, and obviously people in Texas don't care. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I could see Julie the cat having reservations. Um, but ultimately choosing to go because um, she wants to show she, the world what she can exactly do. yeah she, and like this is a the, a great stage for her to do that and I think she would she would be like hey as a private she would kind of like weigh all like the like the uh, the actual kind of like risk it's like it's a private school um, and it, you're you're safer there than at like back at your public school in Maine potentially um, because you are living on campus. Um, and so I could see her kind of thinking, thinking it through. Um, I could see Averman being a bit of a conspiracy theory guy. Mm. Um, and definitely, and maybe even almost like thinking that everything's like a lot worse than it really is and be like, oh, there's stacks of dead bodies, like all over the place. Um, and him just kind of talking about it nonstop, but still end up going to Eden Hall. I I think the, the the pecking order for me of of uh, potential uh, uh, what are we calling them holdouts yeah opt outs um, opt outs uh, would be Charlie because of his mom and then the next two would be Joy the cat and uh, and Adam Banks mm. because of their uh, either post or in school aspirations so Joy the cat probably has national team responsibilities. Um, that ultimately would probably uh, be more important for her future, rather, um, rather than staying at Eden Hall. Um, and I think Banks probably considers just going to juniors because, like, if he's going to risk it, he may as well get paid. Um, yeah. I don't think he's quite old enough, though. Mike? I mean, he? unless he's a prodigy, but, like, yeah, I mean... I even... mean, we're, we're to assume he is, though. Well, even Sidney Crosby played a year of Minnesota high school hockey. Um, hmm. So if you want to, if he's better than that. But yeah, I mean, then you have to get like an underage exemption to go to juniors and stuff like that. So I think he plays maybe a year, but he could, he could go the AAA route. He doesn't have to necessarily go to play high school hockey. He could play. I, I, I could maybe see like his dad too, like holding him out and just like hiring like a, a personal trainer or something and ha just having him go that route. Yeah. Um, just to be like playing like the extra cautious card. I could see Banks's dad being a little bit of a coronavirus denier though. <laughs> um, 
And so maybe he'd be like, you're going to Eden Hall. Like, I don't give, I don't care what you think. Um, but I, I definitely see your argument about Banks. As far as other holdouts, I don't see a lot of them. I think parents would be concerned about like them being like across the country maybe. So, you know, maybe, well, actually maybe Luis's parents want, want him to get the hell out of Florida because of how bad it is. I, I was going to also say Ken Wu, if he still has like Olympic aspirations. Yeah, it's, it's, it certainly seems like he's done with the Olympics and he's all hockey now. Um, yeah, that's, that's what it seems like. Yeah. So, uh, so do we think Ken Wu comes then because he's like, this is his sport now? I think so. And uh, I yeah. mean, he, he's, you know, he's already kind of started to make the shift into like uh bash brother. So I, I don't think he, I think he wouldn't want to let his teammates down. All right. So really the two questions, oh, I guess we have three questions. Julie, Adam Banks and Charlie Conway. Um, I would think Julie is in just because she wants to, like, as Tommy said, show the world what she can do. And now she's playing on a uh, predominantly male team. I think that appeals to her. Um, And she's willing to do it. And and she knows about the bubble that Eden Hall has. And I'm sure there's good testing capability and stuff like that. Um, But do you guys think she opts in or opts out? Uh, I think she's in. Ultimately, I think she's in. All right. What about? I think Charlie is out. Charlie is out. Yes, because his mom is just, you know, too concerned. So what does he do then? Like I think this... Charlie um, sneaks in. Yeah, I was gonna oh. say that as well. <laughs> so like, his... run, like runs away. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, does so he goes he goes to Eden Hall like secretly and then like comes home and doesn't tell his mom or he runs away from his mom and his mom doesn't know where he is. Uh, well, I think she forbids him to go and then he effectively like runs away, but it doesn't last very long because she obviously knows where he went. Like, it's not like it's some big secret that he wasn't going to be at Eden Hall, you know? So I think he tries to do that. Mm -hmm. Like she plans to, to like homeschool him or whatever. And then he, he like runs away and tries to go to Eden Hall, but then she like puts the kibosh on that. So Charlie is out is what we're saying. Charlie is not. That's what I say. Mm, interesting. I would, I do think like he's upset about it. And then, yeah, he doesn't do the right thing and like tell his mom or anything like that. He tries to go back, sneak in. Um, yeah. So I guess he's just like hanging out, working out, trying to, waited out to go to juniors then like i don't or does he go to like public school i well, think I'm, he wouldn't go to like that doesn't make any sense either like i think his mom homeschools him and then he like tries to either go to juniors or just like works out on his own i, I think i think he just keeps on trying he runs away to eden hall like honestly and and he just makes it there the other option is maybe him Maybe he's like, oh, if I catch COVID-19, then I'll be cured of it, and then I could go to Eden Hall. So maybe <laughs> Disclaimer, he... this is not advice for quackalites. Yeah, this and is... so him being stupid, maybe he would try to do that and like host a coronavirus party like you've seen in the news from a bunch of morons doing that. Mm. Um, and I could see like Averman like, being on board with that or something. Wow. 
Okay. So so then Averman we're assuming would get coronavirus. Uh, I would see Averman is probably one of the most likely to get it. Maybe he gets it at the movie theater. Oh, okay. Um you know, so someone ch- yells at him for like not giving them them enough enough butter on the popcorn. <laughs> but I mean if Char or Charlie and Averman get it, you'd figure they're out for an extended period of time. Yeah, two weeks, two and a half weeks. But it, I mean, it depends. It's like, do they get it right at the beginning of the season, or do they like, hey, we got to get it now over the summer. That way, we can go to Eden Hall. Mm. I don't think they're that smart. I think they get it during the season. So I don't know. <laughs> um, Adam Banks does he opt out? No, yeah, he goes. He goes. Interesting. I th- I think he opts out, and it's either the route that, or, or whether he opts out or his dad forces him to opt out. Um, and I, I think he, his dad hires like a, like, you know, some former NHL player or something to like come train him or he does try to like go early to the, ju- to juniors. Yeah. I, I think so too. I think he, the dad really steps in here. Uh, and Banks is not like Charlie where he'll like run away. I feel like he just listens yeah and deals with it. Um, Tommy, are you okay with that? Or do you really want to argue about this? No, I mean, basically what we're saying is that coronavirus this is essentially going to ensure that the Ducks never reach Eden Hall. And it seems like if Banks isn't going there and Charlie isn't, then Eden Hall doesn't want the Ducks. They're already on scholarship, though. So, I mean, we're saying Charlie goes. We're just saying he gets coronavirus. So, yeah. Well, see, that, that's the thing, though. It's we're, Are we looking at a March timeline? Are we looking at, like, you know, July, August thing? We're and are we saying that them going to school this upcoming school year? Right. And so we're saying it's like a week before they need to go there. Yeah. I see what you're saying. With and then Charlie. they're deciding whether or not they're actually going to go or not. I see what you're saying with Charlie. And yeah. So I guess Charlie and Averman could get the Corona during the summer and then be ready to go. Um, yeah, I was, I was not, I did not have the right timeline in my head. Um, so yeah, maybe that's what happens. So Charlie is in, is what we're saying. Um, do we think that they complete the season? Like, or is this a uh, an issue where they go, they play a few games, season falls apart, and then they don't really know what to do? Um, from here on out and I guess secondarily or kind of relatedly do we get the JV varsity showdown I think the the season happens I think there are probably some game cancellations from like because of breakouts at other schools Um, maybe schools that don't have like the on-campus environment Um, but I think it's a controlled enough environment that it's able to continue in some form or fashion and yes i think we'd still get the jv varsity showdown with no fans oh interesting yeah so they wouldn't uh they wouldn't pick up on the jv team they wouldn't like uh because they all sort of turn on the varsity at a certain point so interesting i i wonder how that changes the dynamic there um but if we have a season i guess like do we have does it typically follow like the same sort of timeline as is in D3 or do we have any reason to think 
that because there's some cancellations or anything that that it sort of changes what happens and the events that happen after. I think the maybe this maybe it happens later, uh, maybe because they have to like I don't know everybody has to quarantine or whatever for two weeks and although the timeline doesn't really make much sense in D3 to begin with because like they're on campus for the fall and it wouldn't be a fall sport, correct? No, it'd be like a winter sport. Yeah. So I so that doesn't really make sense from the get-go, but uh, I don't really know. Maybe maybe it gets pushed out. But we still have like the tie, I mean roughly the tie with the Blake Bears and Charlie being upset with Orion and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, maybe the Blake Bears game plays out a little bit differently because it's like Charlie's like not showing off for anybody. I don't know. Because mm. like if we're assuming that no no fans are allowed. At yeah. The games. Yeah. He's not able to show off for Linda. Yeah. That's interesting. And then does Linda is Linda able to like get the votes to change the team name because she can't be in the class like she can't be in the halls just uh handing out clipboards because you got a lot of people online and stuff like that but i guess you can just it's much easier to distribute online in 2020 than it would than linda holding well, the clipboards. I, uh, the, is the assumption that all the students are living on campus or just the athletes i imagine there are some students who commute yeah. Um, but yeah, if, I, I don't if, really know how like boarding schools like that work or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I would think some commute and then they have some dorms for out of state kids and whatnot. Yeah. If that's the case, I think none of those students that commute are actually physically on campus ever. Yeah. I think they're they're learning remotely. Yeah, so Linda's gotta go online. And then I think it still works for her, though. Um, and we still get the Eden Hall Ducks at the end. I think uh, the the Bombay has to give his great speech, like through a Zoom call about restoring scholarships and people's dogs are barking in the background. Uh, their babies are yelling on their podcast, stuff like that. So probably not as effective, but I guess it still works. So, if you go to the JV Varsity Showdown, do you A, get Dean Portman in a late return, and B, do you get Adam Banks to come and play, like, one game to uh, maybe he sneaks out, maybe his dad lets him play? Maybe no Portman, but yeah, I like the idea of Banks being able to uh, to come back or something like that. Uh, maybe he, like, hurts his wrist or something. I like he always fucking does. Um, well, I think maybe he sneaks into the to the clandestine game that they play. Oh, but the not, like, yeah, but not, but not the the big one because that wouldn't be allowed. Like, the, there's no way that that would fly. Well, I mean, they literally like let the kids pick the roster for the varsity <laughs> JV showdown, and I wanted I wonder if Banks was like, "Hey, I'm opting out this year, but I am going to play next year." And so maybe he's like, fuck it, I may as well play in the JV Varsity Showdown. But the, like the administrators that. wouldn't allow that. Like, that, that bursts the bubble. Well, maybe unless he were to quarantine before, I guess. Right, unless he was, like, quarantining before for, like, a surprise entrance. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, he planned this all out. This is like a, this is like a WWE And, it, and, and again, it also doesn't seem like the administrators know much of anything because Portman <laughs> just shows up. Yeah. 
So I, you don't let's not give them too much credit. <laughs> yeah, the the dean did know Portman was taking a dance class though, so it seemed like that mm. Portman had some contact with the dean and maybe had gotten well, a school schedule. That, I think the dean was just kind of saying that to save face, like okay. a joke. Yeah, maybe. You know, haha! You either play, play around. Nice, nice. Maybe. I like to think that it, Portman was taking an actual dance class, but that's just me. Um, I think that's the only thing he might have passed. <laughs> so, so we're saying Banks plans out two weeks ahead. He's playing this JV varsity showdown. Maybe, maybe there's some message board chatter or something, and he learns of this rivalry between the JV, or he's talking to his friends, maybe between. Yeah, the JV he's definitely and talking to them, and like. Um, like maybe they convince him to go or maybe maybe he hears about something um i could also maybe his dad makes some crack about like oh now you you don't have to play with any of those little ducks anymore he's like hey those ducks are my friends you know some kind of moment like that and he like he sneaks onto campus like quarantines in a room by himself for two weeks because there's maybe like a lot of extra dorm rooms this year yeah for sure yeah i think he could do it um so he doesn't tell his dad that he's playing. Well, he, he's so in this scenario, life. he would disappear from his house. Yeah, exactly. For and... Well, I mean, he tells him like he essentially he like says, hey, I'm going. And then he's like able to sneak like essentially he quarantines himself on campus for like two weeks. Maybe like he doesn't tell any of the docs, but maybe the administrators know. But it's like, I, I I do like the the complete lack of control that you guys assume that these parents have. Like they're still all thirteen, fourteen years old. Like, well, Banks is Banks's dad does not give a shit about him. Like he's wearing Hawks gear to all of his games as a duck. Like it's clear that he does not care about like Banks the he wants Banks the like ideal player. And these are kids with old issues of the uh, Inquirer taped to their shin pads. Kevin, they're not getting a lot of oversight at home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's possible Banks has, like, a heart-to-heart with his dad, and, like, his dad finally relents, but I do like that he sort of sneaks away and says, F you to his dad, and then quarantines, <laughs> passes the coronavirus test, comes for the JVRC showdown, the people in the live stream chat go crazy, because Adam Banks is there, um, do they win without, uh, the goon Portman, and, uh, you know, the Bash brothers putting Cole in his place and all that. Do they win with just Banks? I think it'd be tough, but maybe the emotional lift gets him there. Um, but I feel like winning without Portman would be very difficult, just like on a size basis. Well, we also need to think about, like, would there be any varsity players that opted out? That's true. That's a good point. I think it's less likely because it's like, in theory, they're seniors. It's their last year. So they'd want to be playing even more than the Ducks. So, Unless unless you can assume that like Riley does have like a pro future. Yeah. Um, or a few of them do. And maybe they kind of go the junior route early. I yeah. I could see Riley opting out. I could see their dad being mad that the brother was bumped off the JV and be like, just fine, I'm just school. opting out. Like, this isn't a real season anyway. Yeah, I guess Riley though is the captain, and as as much as uh, as much as we've shit on him in this podcast, I think we've also alluded to him, you know, maybe being a, a leader for that varsity team, and 
and he probably wouldn't want to leave his teammates hanging. Although, yeah, I guess his dad is a prick. All right. So, yeah, I mean, you would figure it, there'd be some sort of opting out. Maybe it's not the star players, but there'd be some sort of opting out from the varsity. Um, maybe some role players, some players who uh, see opting out as a better opportunity to play somewhere else or something like that. So, um, yeah. So, I guess, did we answer the question if they win or lose? Uh, with a, a small opt-out for the varsity and then Banks returning for the JV varsity showdown. I think they lose, but it's close. And it's the only reason it's close is because it's like an emotional boost getting Banks back. Mm. Do they feel good about it then? Like, do, are they like, oh, we we gave our heart, like we played our hardest and, and now we're all together again? Or are they like, we lost? I think they should. I mean, we're kind of always under the assumption that this is like one of the greatest dynasties in the history <laughs> of sports. So That's like true. keeping it close against that team would be, you know, as as 14 year olds would be a pretty good accomplishment yeah that's a great point that's true all right um anything else that we need to talk about with the, the ducks going back to school in these coronavirus times i can imagine goldberg's parents just like saying like moving back to philly and not telling him like almost forgetting that they had a son <laughs> um like because he's like he goes to Eden Hall, or maybe there'd be like, hey, can you see if you can just stay at Eden Hall like during the summer as well? Um, we've kind of grown accustomed to you not being here because they wouldn't be able to like go back home to visit anyway. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so Colbert <laughs> essentially gets abandoned. Um, yes. Yeah, and so he does. He's got a. Does he like realize it, or is he like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that? Because I feel like it would mess with his head a little more, even more. Now that he's the backup, I guess he goes to defense. But um, what is his mental state? Like, does he realize it or is, there, or is he sort of uh, being strung I, along? I think he's being strung along a little bit. He's like, yeah, my parents said, you know, stay Christmas break there. And we don't even celebrate Christmas. It's great. <laughs> and then, like, Russ is going to be like, hey, Goldberg, I don't think your parents want you hanging out at home anymore. And so he has a re- revelation over spring break or something. Mm. And it's all in good fun. Yeah. Ent- until reality hits. Yeah. Parents have been abandoned. All right. Uh, anything else here? I do remember, like, maybe one of the first couple times I saw Mighty Ducks when I was really young, when Goldberg says, uh, I might be going back to Philly. Like, and uh, Bob is like, well, thank you for sharing. You know, I remember being worried that, well, I hope they don't use, lose their goalkeeper, like, midway through the season if he goes back to Philadelphia. Uh, and that really, uh, really weighed on me until I find out that he was going to play the whole game or the whole season. Yeah, yeah, never really addressed, but I think we have theorized that Goldberg's Deli really had a boon, um, and like they were struggling, and then all of a sudden they started making a lot of money. Maybe opened another location in Minnesota, and that's why they stayed. So that's a that's a different topic for a different day. Um, let's take a short break, and then we'll come back with the quack question. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are back. You ask us questions on Twitter, on Facebook. 
through email. We pick the best ones. Try to answer them. Kevin, what is the quack question today? Uh, today's quack question comes from error a parent uh, who's at m underscore parent on Twitter. Um, the error, well, I'll just refer to this person as error. So error's question is most of your Hawks talk centers on top talent, i.e. McGill and Banks. But the Hawks seem to have depth unlike any other team in the league. My quick question, is Riley better at coaching up top talent or building depth into the roster? It's mm, a good question. I do think probably all the best players want to play for the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I think this is kind of like, you know, we can't let a show pass without me making an NBA reference, but I think this is like a good, like, like, um, Bulls or my, Phil Jackson is like the greatest, like, you know, uh, he gets the top talent to their pinnacle. Mm -hmm. Um, he's not like a developer. He doesn't ever take over a shitty team and build them into a winner. He, he gets the most out of them. Yeah. A winning team and turns them into an elite team. So, Although he knows how to plug in the right players around that top talent. Sure, but he 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 doesn't bring a guy from, you know, as a rookie to an MVP. He like takes over guys that are already at that level or near that level and just gives them an extra push. I think that's probably more what Riley is like. Um and because and I, I think the assumption too is like there's some kind of feeder system. So like he probably has, you know, de facto like assistant coaches that are doing all of that heavy lifting um, so that he kind of just, they're kind of ready-made to win by the time he gets them. Yeah, I agree. I think he set up a good system. Like I think he did a lot of like recruiting early on and stuff like that. Uh, maybe not all of it was legal to get the talent in. And then now it sort of flocks to him anyway. Um, and he's got a good system set up and then he takes that top talent and pushes them, as you said, like a, like a Phil Jackson. So I would agree with that. Um, Tommy, anything to add here? Do you disagree? I agree. I think he, um, I think he probably also guys who aren't quite as good, but are like, have really, really good work ethic. He probably, um, I can see he has him as being someone who rewards that, especially to get the most out of his top players like him making a point by like benching a banks or something like that. If he's not giving hundred percent effort. Um, and I could see him kind of installing that from day one. Um, but he's able to get the best out of, you know, the Bombay's and the banks, of the world. Although we do see how, how terribly it backfires because he uses, I guess, um, negative reinforcement, um, you know, talking about how Bombay, you're not just letting me down. You're letting the whole team down. Um, so maybe he also kind of sees some of these players as expendable. It's like for a football analogy, if you recruit like three really good blue chip quarterbacks and you just kind of pick them all against each other and see which one rises and the other two quit, then like be good. You got your one player. So I can see him kind of having that mentality a little bit, um, kind of iron sharpens iron and it doesn't really matter as long as I've got my, like, you know, my top few guys. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he does. And, um, yeah, as he, uh, like definitely the expendable, you can, you can tell, um, other than banks really, but with like Bombay and stuff, uh, the flashbacks that he definitely, uh, feels like he can break one kid and, and bring in another kid to finish the job. Um, so yeah, good question though. I like that question. 
uh, for us, thequacktape.com. Go there, contact us at Quacktapepod on Twitter, facebook.com slash Pod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us what changes you think happen in D3 if it's happening in the coronavirus times. Go to the shop. Kevin, breaking, are the designs breaking, in the shop? Breaking, breaking shop news. I just I just clicked the button. So we we have uh, we have two fresh uh, masks in there for the Quackalites to stay safe out there and uh, kind of on topic with this episode, you know, uh, keep you and your, uh, your fellow Quackalites out there safe by wearing a mask. Uh, so we've got two options for you in there. So check them out. Is the other, I, 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 I got one today or yesterday. Yeah. And um, they're, they're pretty slick. They're pretty cool. Yeah. I will. Am I allowed to post the picture in the show notes? Absolutely. Perfect. Post the picture, post the link. Perfect. We've got a, a quack attack option with with the classic quack attack logo, and we also have a uh, quack quack uh, version. There you go. With that, remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack quack. Ain't no turning back. Got to be the man of the hard to quack attack.